Fantasy Football Show. You want the latest info. How's your lineup looking? It's not good. Who's hurt? Who's injured? Is listed as questionable. Questionable. What does that mean? No one knows what that means. Matchup breakdowns. First game today is too close to call. You need an edge to pound your opposition. Like if I start him and then he doesn't play, I literally have nothing in the bank. I have no backup. The Fantasy Football Show with Jeff Meller. I mean, they know if they're playing. They know. They should tell us. That's right. The show to tune to for fantasy football knowledge. How many leagues are you in? I'm in 12 leagues. ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. Well, that is just pure fantasy football. It's the Fantasy Football Show with Jeff Meller. It is indeed the Fantasy Football Show here on ESPN 1000. Here every Sunday morning starting at 8 a.m. And we used to begin the show by talking about all the key injuries that you needed to be aware of. But obviously, in 2020, things are different. They're no longer just about the injuries that we need to be aware of. It's about all the COVID-19 tests, the positive tests, the game schedule that is being affected. And is that is just what we're doing here today, as we have been virtually all season long. But this week in particular seems to be a bit tricky. So we'll try and navigate our way through this. Again, I'm Jeff Meller here on ESPN 1000, 312-332-3776. If you've got a fantasy football question you'd like to fire at me, you can also hit me up on Twitter. I'm at Jeff underscore Meller. That's M-E-L-L-E-R. We're also live in Twitch on the Twitch chat room. You can follow us there at ESPN 1000 Chicago. We'll answer some of those questions in the Twitch chat room a little bit later as well. All right, let's get things going. It's the same spot as the last drive when Jackson took that sack. This time, Jackson will do it himself. A sprint for the score. Touchdown, Ravens. Lamar Jackson electrifying when he gets into the open field. So we already know that Lamar Jackson has been placed in COVID protocol for the Ravens, which means he is going to be out of the Tuesday game. Of course, the game has been moved to Tuesday, and so that is at least a plan for now. A Baltimore game at Pittsburgh, 7 o'clock Tuesday night on NBC, which means Robert Griffin III is technically slated to start right now as far as we know. Of course, the big issue I think a lot of people are dealing with today is not just your Steelers, or I'm sorry, your Ravens-related issues, but your Steelers-related issues because of the fact that the game is currently in limbo. Now, Adam Schefter had tweeted out early that earlier in the day that as of this morning, their, uh, the Ravens and Steelers game was a go and that they did not have any positive tests. However, he has since corrected that in the last 15 minutes. The Ravens had two positive tests yesterday per source. So I do think this game is totally in limbo and you do have to be concerned if you are Somebody whose league is not going to allow you to have a player plugged in if this game does not go off, then you need to be prepared to either take the zero from one of the Steelers players if you're going to roll the dice or sub someone in now. And I cannot tell you whether or not this game is going to be played today. A lot of people are asking me, is it going to be played? I'm sitting here just like you, reading all the latest information, and all I can tell you is that having two more positive tests from the Ravens today, or I'm sorry, yesterday, is not a good sign. So you need to be prepared to take the zero if your league does not allow a plug-and-play if somebody's game does not happen. And that's pretty much the best advice I can give you today is if you don't have someone who slots in, you need to be prepared to take the zero because I cannot tell you right now on Sunday whether or not this game is going to be played. And I don't think we're going to be able to tell you you know, tomorrow, tomorrow even. It's going to come down to Tuesday morning. And at that point, 
We're going, you know, and I do think you have to be, you know, I don't want to be a cynic here, but take into account the fact that the NFL has already passed the rule that if any game is canceled this season, they're going to go ahead and move to an eighth playoff team in each conference. And so, you know, monetarily, does that is the NFL best served having an additional playoff game at the end at the end of the season? I think that's also in place. So, you know, just be aware the zero is on the table today. Uh, if this week, if you do not have a backup who you're going to use or your league has not voted on a situation. And that's pretty much the best advice I can give you going forward today. So you need to be prepared to take the zero if you don't have uh, a league that has set, has set up and already voted on this situation. On third and four. Cousins throwing and it is caught. Touchdown. It's Adam Thielen for the second time tonight. And Minnesota jumps back on top. Adam Thielen, as we know, is in COVID-19 protocol, not expected to play. They're going to go for it. Little misdirection. Wide open is Taylor, and he will stroll in for the Colts touchdown. Jonathan Taylor in COVID protocol, not going to play today, which means a bump for Naheem Hines and Jordan Wilkins. Bellamy moves the ball into Jets territory. Rippon's going to air it out downfield. One-on-one coverage, and this one is caught. And backing into the end zone is Jerry Judy with his first touchdown catch in his rookie season. Jerry Judy is listed as questionable, so he'll be uh, left to check out the warm-ups for him. But, of course, there you heard Brett Rippon throwing the ball to him. Well, Brett Rippon is not available. Neither is Drew Locke. Neither is Jeff Driscoll. And so the question is, who is Kendall Hinton? Kendall Hinton is a quarterback who was a wide receiver on the Broncos practice squad who played quarterback at Wake Forest in college. And I would say at this point, Jerry Judy, whether he plays or not, Noah Fant, you know, who you saw him being vocal last night on Twitter, very disappointed that they're going to have to play without the most important position in sports available to them, at least from, from, from their normal position group. I think you have to abandon all your Broncos, if at all possible. This is a bad setup for them. They have the Saints defense, which is a has been really coming out of late. I would say this. If, for whatever reason, the Saints are available on your waiver wire, might want to make a move this morning. This looks like a situation where the Broncos will be lucky to put 10 points total on the board. Uh, I don't envision a whole lot of offense from them. I think they will be running the ball as much as possible, trying to quicken up the pace of the game and get it over as soon as possible to give themselves the best opportunity to win. So I would say abandon all your Broncos if at all possible. And I will mention, too, if you were thinking, oh, Kendall Hinton, is this a possibility where I can maybe slot him in like I did with Taysom Hill last week in the tight end? No, he is only a quarterback in ESPN Fantasy Leagues. And actually, in most leagues, he's not even available because he was just added to the waiver wire. So that's uh, the latest on the Bronco situation. Avoid it if at all possible. All right, now to the more traditional injuries here on the Fantasy Football Show. Garoppolo to throw. Mostert with an opening. Mostert's got great speed and nobody in front of him. Raheem Mostert is going to take it to the house, galloping in for a 76-yard touchdown. And I think Raheem Mostert is probably one of the biggest names coming back this week. He's been activated from injured reserve. Of course, you do want to check in and make sure that he's going to be active, but he is expected to play all the latest reports. So, again, I always give the caveat, make sure you're checking the uh, inactives as they roll in. That is a 3 o'clock game, so something to be aware of. But I feel pretty comfortable starting Raheem Mostert in most situations. 
Michael. Ducks inside to the 10, to the 5, touchdown! Austin Eckler, if you missed the name at the start there, Austin Eckler, after a very significant hamstring injury, is returning from injured reserve today, and Kalen Balaj is not expected to play, which means that Austin Eckler steps into a role where he will probably be the featured back, although I have seen reports, I believe it was Ian Rappaport, who mentioned that um, he wouldn't necessarily step into his traditional role where he'd see as many touches as he normally would. So just be aware of that. But I think Austin Eckler at this point, because of the running back landscape, is pretty much uh, locked and loaded in most lineups because he is going to be active. And especially in PPR formats, you know you're not getting away from him there. Um, I did want to mention, too, uh, Debo Samuel also uh, expected to return from injured reserve for the 49ers this week with Nick Mullins throwing him the ball. Not as enticing as it might be if Jimmy Garoppolo was under center, but uh, Debo Samuel, if you've been hanging on to him so far, you have an opportunity to use him this week as well. Bernard in motion, play action, Burrow throwing, cut, Bernard, touchdown! And Cincinnati punches back! Gio Bernard has been the featured back for the Bengals since Joe Mixon has been out. And he suffered a concussion listed as questionable. I think signs are promising, but again, with concussion, you always need to be a little bit leery game day, day of. So check in on Gio Bernard, but I do expect him to go as of the latest information we have there. Third down and three. They converted last time on third and two. Ryan hands off to Gurley. It's Todd Gurley. Nobody's going to get him. He's going to have a Falcons touchdown. Third and three. Meanwhile, they better get the snap here because the play clock is at one. They do. Off they go. Catches may get the first and a lot more. Julio Jones out in front. He's going to go all the way. Touchdown. All right, so a pair of Falcons there. The first one you heard, Todd Gurley. He's already been ruled out with the knee, the arthritic knee that we know of, know about. He's been a productive touchdown scorer for most fantasy players this season. And it's too bad because it was a very, very tasty matchup against the Las Vegas Rundy, which has been uh, pretty weak this year. Brian Hill, um, you know, probably the guy who, if you're in deeper leagues, is the guy you may turn to today. Although I don't necessarily love him like I would like to use Todd Gurley. Julio Jones. Now, I've seen some conflicting reports. I saw the battle of the NFL insiders. Adam Schefter said that... He is going to give it a try in the pregame warm-ups, and with the hamstring injury, Julio Jones is questionable. And I also saw that Ian Rappaport earlier in the morning mentioned that they did not expect Julio Jones to play. So I think you need to be very careful with Julio Jones today. If we find out that he's active, I think in PPR formats, I'll probably use Julio Jones. But if it's not a PPR scoring format and you do have some decent alternatives, I would consider benching Julio Jones. Again, we've already seen him a couple of weird situations where he returned one week and actually against the Packers on a Monday night actually left the game. Um, it's been an issue now, not just this season, but for you know a long period of his career where he's had leg, leg and hamstring issues. So I do think you need to be concerned today. Um, if he's if he is active, PPR formats, I'd probably use him. But uh, if you have some decent alternatives, I could certainly see why you might be a little bit skittish today with Julio Jones. Watt trying to put some pressure on Luton, who's protected well. Luton's going to take his first chance and hits his man wide open. It's DJ Chark. Incredible. Lunges to the end zone. Touchdown. We did get word that DJ Chark will not play today. He is already out. 
And that is probably good news for Chark owners because they can officially not have to worry about the Mike Glennon fiasco with Mike Glennon under center. Of course, Jake Luton hasn't really been great either. So if you were concerned about whether or not you should play DJ Chark, rest easy. That's no longer really an issue. Take over the 29-yard line. Carson. Carson with the first down and more and all the way into the end zone for a touchdown. Chris Carson. Breaks away from Harrison Smith. One play, 29 yards, and Seattle extends its advantage. Chris Carson is expected to be back tomorrow night as the Seahawks head to Philadelphia to take on the Eagles. So go ahead and finally plug Carson back into your lineup. And on the other side of the ball, interesting notes that J- um, Jalen Hurts, not uh, Jalen Rager, Jalen Hurts will be the man who... We'll see an increase in snaps. What exactly that means for Carson Wentz, I'm not sure. Hopefully at this point you've found other alternatives beside Carson Wentz in fantasy football because he's struggled all year for the Eagles. And at this point, I think um, you know the Jalen Hurts information is by no means encouraging. And so that might be the final nail in the coffin if you're a Wentz owner who's been using him, especially in deeper leagues. I think you have to be concerned with Jalen Hurts and this report and so it's finally, I think, okay to look to another alternative, even if you're a little, even if you're considering some guys who aren't necessarily, you know, your traditional fantasy starters. I think at this point, Wentz is somebody who you probably want to try and get away from, if at all possible. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. The Fantasy Football Show here on ESPN One Thousand. I'm Jeff Meller. There are all your injuries and COVID information you need to be aware of. And now we turn to the callers. Let's try Tom, who's in Bridgeport. Good morning, Tom. You're on the Fantasy Football Show. Good morning, Jeff. How are you doing today? Not too I mean, bad. Uh, two of these four receivers, uh, Cole Beasley, Mike Williams, Jameson Crowder, or Pittman from Minneapolis. And did you hear anything about Evan Thielen? Yeah, so uh, I have not seen an update since yesterday. The, the, the last thing on Adam Thielen, though, is that he's not expected to play. Now that, you know, again, the, it's a little bit murky with all the NFL protocols, how they're handling COVID. Generally, if a player is in close contact, they need to quarantine for five days and then test out of the, uh, you know, the COVID protocols. Uh, when I say test out, test negative, uh, on a couple of occasions. So I, I have not, Everything I've read says that Adam Thielen is not expected to play. So I would say don't worry about him at this point, Tom, unless we get late word. And I will tweet something out if I see that all of a sudden Thielen is active, but not expecting him to go. Um, is it a PPR format or standard, Tom? Uh, standard. So in a standard, I'm going to go ahead and use Michael Pittman for sure. And then, if, you know, Crowder without the PPR format, not very valuable. Um, I would go ahead and probably use Mike Williams at this point. Uh, you know, Justin Herbert has been really impressive uh, the way – the Chargers offense has looked in the passing game. They have been uh, very prolific. And with Buffalo on the schedule, you ha- that I'm envisioning a shootout there. So I would go ahead and... John Brown out? Yeah, you know what, though? But that doesn't really affect the, you know, honestly, Josh Allen's got Stefan Diggs out there. John Brown's been, you know, in and out of the lineup for most of the season. So I don't think but that really... That's what I was wondering, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, okay, okay. I was thinking that uh, Mike Williams because yeah. they were playing. Yeah, I, 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 I see what you're saying there, but uh, I, I still like Williams for the explosive factor and with Justin Herbert throwing him the ball. I can understand, though, the thought process with Cole Beasley, but at this point, I, I still want to bet on the bigger plays with Mike Williams there. Beas- Beasley's kind of got to be a volume guy, and, you know, it's it, that's hard to count on every week. In a PPR format, I feel a little bit differently about Beasley. But, you know, in, in the standard scoring, I try and bet on the big play touchdown guys more often than not, Tom. 
Thanks, Jeff. All Appreciate right. It. Thanks Thank for you. calling. Tom drops off. That leaves one line open for you. Get in quick. 312-332-3776. More, more COVID issues. We'll, we'll detail them next. The Fantasy Football Show is back with a guru of fantasy football, Jeff Meller. How's your lineup looking? It's not good. Dial us up at 312-332-ESPN. If I start him and then he doesn't play, I literally have nothing in the bank. I have no backup. That's 312-332-3776. This is the Fantasy Football Show on Chicago's home for sports, ESPN 1000. Ricard, the motion man, fake the handoff. Jackson throws. Oh, what a grab! Touchdown! Mark Andrews snags it for the score. I mentioned more COVID news as we went to break. Just this just came down shortly. Adam Schefter, Ravens Pro Bowl tight end Mark Andrews, a type one diabetic, has tested positive for COVID nineteen per source. Andrews is out for Tuesday night's game versus the Steelers and will become at least the 11th Ravens player to go on the reserve COVID list. Again, just another sign pointing in a bad direction for Steelers and Ravens game. So again, I'm at, uh, of course, Mark Andrews, get him out of your lineup. I could understand why folks probably at the tight end spot were willing to wait it out with him because of the alternatives. But at this point, just another reason why this game has the potential to be I would say postponed slash canceled. So be aware that the Steelers and Ravens game very much in jeopardy. And unless you're willing to take that zero, you need to be aware and maybe lean towards some other guys because, you know, I can't predict the future. I cannot tell you whether this game is not going to be played. But uh, from a fantasy perspective, I think the prudent move is to take some points today uh, this one, again, this one looks dicey. Now we've seen the NFL d- has done everything they can to, to forge on and play these games since the early part of the season. But again, like this does not look good right now for the Baltimore-Pittsburgh situation. I think you need to at least be um, prepared to take a zero if your league doesn't allow someone to be plugged in and played. Uh, all right, so we will continue to take your calls. 312-332-3776. I am Jeff Meller here every Sunday morning talking fantasy football with you. Let's try Michael, who's in Arlington Heights. Hey, Mike, what's going on? Hey, Jeff, how's it going? Ah, Pretty good. How you doing? Good, man. Um, I have a quarterback question. Um, I have Justin Herbert, and then I have Aaron Rodgers, but I have Devontae Adams, too, so I wasn't sure. I think I like Herbert over Rodgers, you know, head-to-head. But I didn't know what to stack, whether you thought that put it over the top. Yeah, you know what? I I understand. Like, I, I just talked about Justin Herbert, you know, and how I've been really impressed with him and his ability. And he's been very good for fantasy purposes. But I also mentioned, I don't know if it was last week or a couple weeks ago, there's kind of the, you know, there's there's a there's an elite four um, quarterbacks that I, I really feel comfortable starting in fantasy, and, and I'm, I'm just not putting them on the bench, and Aaron Rodgers is one of them, Michael. So, look, Justin Herbert might have more stats today than Aaron Rodgers, but I personally would continue to use Aaron Rodgers, especially because, like, look, it's Sunday night. It's, uh, it's a Bears team that is just, you know, the defense is solid, but Aaron Rodgers has had his way with the Bears in plenty of games. And I was talking with Cap on Wednesday, and just, you know, this 
This Bears-Packers game evokes memories of Mark Tressman in 2012 when Aaron Rodgers went for six touchdowns on Sunday Night Football in the first half. And um, I'm not benching Aaron Rodgers uh, today, Michael. That's just me. But uh, Herbert's not a bad option to have. I don't think you. I don't think a, a, a stack with Devontae Adams is by any means a reason not to play Aaron Rodgers. In fact, it's more of a reason to almost for me. You know what I'm saying? No, I meant that was the reason to play him. Yeah. I mean, maybe my maybe my Bears fandom is uh, clouding my judgment yeah. a little bit here. I, under, <laughs> I understand it, uh, but you know, and so, but if you're if you're just from a being unbiased, Michael, I'm going to go ahead and use Aaron as he likes to be called um, it, uh, over Justin Herbert. Nothing wrong with Herbert, but Aaron Rodgers is one of the few guys I'm not benching. I haven't mentioned yet. I think most folks here in Chicago are aware that the Bears have uh, officially said that Mitch Trubisky will be under center for them tonight. I think that actually helps some of your Bears options. I think Allen Robinson, um, you know, David Montgomery are, you know, usable at this point. Nick Foles, we've seen it's been a disaster. I think Trubisky, at least his running ability might keep the chains moving a little bit. So that gives you a little bit more offensive production. So believe it or not, I actually think, I don't want to use Mitch Trubisky, but I think uh, Allen Robinson, maybe even Jimmy Graham, see a little bit of an uptick with with Mitch under center. Let's try Dave, who's in Elkhorn, Wisconsin. What's going on, Dave? Not much, are you, Jeff? Hey, I got a PPR question here. I need to start two of these four, and one has to be a a running back. Okay. I'm kind of worried about Carson. You know, I know he's, they say he's playing, but that still scares me. So I got Hunt, mm-hmm. Carson, DJ Moore, and Parker. And then if I could throw something in real quick, too, I'm kind of worried about uh, Julio Jones being out and yep. possibly uh, Ed Gurley being out. Would you start Ryan over Daniel Jones this week? Yeah, you know what? That's that's interesting. So let me first tackle the first question there. You know what? I, I, I understand your uh, reluctance with Carson, especially in the PPR scoring, where that really doesn't play to Carson's strength. So I would use Kareem Hunt at the running back spot, and then it comes down to Carson versus Moore, and I actually prefer DJ Moore a little bit over over uh, Chris Carson this week. So, uh, I, you know... I, or Devontae Parker also. Yeah, yeah. You know what? With, with Fitzy back under center, I think... Eh, you know, although it's not like Tua has shied away from Devontae Parker either. Um, you know, it's this one. They, they, like they're all good. They're all good, not great options, Dave. So, like you know, at this point, I'm kind of just throwing a dart. Uh, I think I would. I, I like your though your initial response of just like let's let's wait and see on Carson for a week because you've got some two pretty strong plays and more in Parker. I'd probably lean slightly towards more, but like I'm not going to fight you if you like Parker over more this week. I think they're both right in that you know they're in that 15 to 20 range for wide receivers for me. So I could go either way. Um, more just slightly is you know who's going to score the touchdown this week. I like uh, the Panthers a little bit more in terms of scoring opportunities. So. Uh, and then, in terms of Matt Ryan versus who was the quarterback, Dave? Uh, Daniel Jones. Yeah. All right. I understand. Yeah. You know what? I guess. Yeah. You make the point without without Julio and Gurley already not in the lineup. Sure, Ridley's there for Ryan, but it's definitely a different offense for the Falcons without Julio. And I like Daniel Jones' running ability against that Cincinnati defense. So you know what? I hadn't really kind of considered those two, but when you when you lay it out there, I think if it's my team, I probably go with Daniel Jones and his running ability, which creates a nice floor for you against the Cincinnati Bengals defense. Thanks, Jeff. Have All a right, good day. Dave. Appreciate it. Let's try Nate, who's in Burbank. What's up, Nate? Hey, good morning, Jeff. Happy holidays. Happy holidays to you as well. Hope you had a good Thanksgiving. 
Uh, I, I did. Thank you. I did. And, and you? Uh, yes, yes. It was, uh, you know, small affair. My, me, my uh, kids, my wife, and my mom came over, and we kept it small. Uh, but it was a, a good Thanksgiving, so everyone's he- healthy, and uh, that's all, you know. I think that's the one thing I'm sending out to everybody out there: try and stay as healthy as possible, continue to stay home, do your best, and hopefully we can get through this uh, crazy year and on to bigger and better things in 2021. Right? What more could you want? Mm-hmm. Hey, I have uh, two either ors in a, in a PPR league. Okay. Uh, oh, oh, see, I called it on Brady. He's he's fantasy football death in prime time. You, you, that's you. You you made you made the point, Nate. Again, I, it's one of those things. I don't think it's related to the prime time at all. I think it's the fact that the uh, the uh, Rams came out. They had a pretty solid offensive game plan, and you know, I don't. It had nothing to do with the night game, Nate. It's the fact that Brady was, uh, you know. Not simpatico with Bruce Arians, maybe the way you would like at this point in the season. We were hoping that, you know, 10 games in, the Bucks' offense would actually get better. But it seems like, you know, unless they're going up against a uh, a punching bag, it's hard to really know what we're going to get from the Bucks' offense week in and week out. Yeah, I heard some stats that uh, Brady's throwing more long balls than ever in his career, which is real smart at, uh, what is he, 50? <laughs> yeah, exactly, 43 years old, 43 years young. Nate. Okay, uh, either or uh, Brady against the resurging KCD, which is real tough, mm-hmm. or Taysom Hill against a uh, 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 fading Broncos. Interesting. So, I, you know, yeah, that's uh, that's Taysom Hill. Do you trust him at quarterback? And you know what? I think I, Nate, would use Brady because it's interesting. If you watch Taysom Hill play, like, and, and the Broncos, they're going to, I think the thing is, how much is Kendall Hinton going to be able to keep the Broncos' offense on the field? Because this might just be a sheer volume play where Taysom Hill can, you know, run up some numbers because it's, because it's because the Broncos can't be a lot of three exactly. and outs on the Broncos' I, side of the wall. I think I think Taysom Hill with the with the running ability, the floor is a little bit safer. But I think that the Bucks offense is going to have to score some points. And you're right, their defense has, you know, they've been better as of late, but they're still a defense that you can score upon. And I would, I if it was my team, Nate, I think I'm shooting for the fences there, swinging for the fences with Tom Brady. I think the upside is higher because even though Taysom Hill was productive last week, if you saw some of those throws that he that he actually completed, they were underthrown long balls. You know, like there, there was a couple of big plays that he threw that really weren't impressive. Now, you know, if he wasn't playing the Falcons' defense, I'm not sure that works out as well as it did last week. So uh, I guess I'm saying I would use Brady. I understand the um, the intrigue with Taysom Hill, but I personally, if, if I don't have to use Taysom Hill at quarterback, uh, I'm probably going to shy away from it. Now, somebody else on Twitter asked me, hey, should I use Taysom Hill or should I wait out Ben? I think that's the perfect question today. I think you have to know, are you willing to take a zero? And, you know, most people, I think Taysom Hill, there's a safe safe enough floor where I would lean towards using Taysom Hill over Ben Roethlisberger because I'm not sure if that, that game's going to happen on Tuesday. But, uh, you know, in most cases, if I know the game's, if, it, if I have a guy who's playing today, I'm probably going to use them over Taysom Hill. All right, we go inside the Twitch chat room coming up next and also a little bit of a Kendall Hinton update. Can you actually use him at wide receiver in some formats? We'll explore that next. Is your tight end in or out? Don't answer that. Is your backfield in good shape? Uh, never mind. 
Welcome back to ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. It's the Fantasy Football Show with Jeff Meller. ESPN 1000. I am Jeff Meller here on the Fantasy Football Show. Here every week starting at 8 a.m. And don't forget, I will be back tonight breaking down Bears and Packers Sunday night affair on NBC. I'll be with my co-host Howard Griffith, uh, no longer the sole record holder of the uh, what was the FBS? FBS, yeah. FBS. I had Touchdown to think of the record. exactly. Thank you, Tyler. I had to think of how to. How you uh, classified it, the FBS touchdown record with eight. He was tied yesterday. We will explore that if the Bears game gets out of hand too quickly. We'll spend an entire segment talking about Howard Griffith's tied eight touchdown record in college football. No, we won't do that, but we will mention it. I will bust Howard's chops tonight. So make sure you're there for us two hours as soon as the Bears game goes final. And don't forget the points bet sports game pregame, the points bet pregame show. Coming up, that starts at, I believe, 5 o'clock today here on ESPN 1000. Fred Hubner, Brian Hanley get you set for Bears and Packers again tonight. So that is all happening here on ESPN 1000. I'm Jeff Meller, and Tyler Aki, who is running this magical show, is inside the Twitch chat room right now, and he's going to fire some of the questions from the Twitchers out there. What's up? All right, let's start with some receivers here. Again, the big risk you're running with the Steelers players, but... For one player out there, Chase Claypool versus Justin Jefferson in a standard league. Yeah, uh, again, this is one. Look, again, I cannot tell you if the game's going to be played. You have a great option in Justin Jefferson, so don't get cute. Yeah, Chase Claypool might go off, but I don't think it's worth risking the zero when you've got a really good alternative in Justin Jefferson. PPR running back question, David Montgomery or Austin Eckler? Yeah, Eckler, all the way. Austin Eckler, no-brainer. I know he's not going to necessarily see the you know the traditional role, but in a PPR scoring format, I'm pretty much getting Austin Eckler in there no matter what, especially with uh, Kalen Balaj not expected to play. All right, so a number of things that people are battling with with Eckler coming back is activating and having to drop some players. Sure. So Eckler's coming on the roster. Who do you drop? A, B, Jamal Williams, Zach Moss, Benny Snell. Uh, so, you know what? I haven't played the highlight. Benny Snell's interesting with James Conner, but, like, I lean towards Snell or J- uh, Jamal Williams. Both, you know, neither of those guys is likely to be used in your lineup unless, uh, you know, one of the one of the uh, Aaron Jones or um, Conner, you know, we know Conner is currently on the COVID list. So, you know, weeks you know it's it's hard to know exactly how someone how long someone's going to be out with that so i would probably dump jamal williams because i don't think he's very useful not somebody you want to start unless aaron jones is out and you know i'm not going to go ahead and predict an injury so i think of all those guys the easiest guy to cut ties with is jamal williams uh spot start at quarterback for someone here carson wentz jared goff or daniel jones I would go ahead and I think I would use Jared Goff against the 49ers at home. Um, Daniel Jones is intriguing with the running ability, but, you know, and he said Jalen Hurts, right? Uh, oh, no, I did no, say. It was Daniel Jones, Jared Goff, and Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz, that's why I was thinking Hurts. Yeah, with Hurts and the latest information that we have about him, 
uh, that he took quite a few first-team reps in practice this week and that he's going to see an increased workload. I don't know what that means. You know, that's very vague, um, which basically my only takeaway from a fantasy perspective is I don't want to start Wentz and I don't want to start Jalen Hurts. So try and, you know, use somebody else if at all possible. And Goff would be my choice over Jones this week. And then Austin Eckler or DJ Moore at a flex spot? Yeah, I think that comes down to is it a P, did, he, did he say it's a PPR standard? Uh, if he didn't, I, I can go either way though. It's all right, Tyler. I would use Eckler in PPR, and I would use more in a standard scoring league if you don't get any points for the receptions. All right, and then lastly at tight end here, we've got Dallas Goddard or Eric Ebron. Yeah, I'm going to use Goddard. I think it's a sweet matchup against the Seahawks, and again. Ebron, you know, in that in that Tuesday game that we're expecting or hoping to have played in Baltimore and Pittsburgh, I uh, I'm not going to wait it out. Dallas Goddard, I'd start Goddard over Ebron anyway. So uh, I don't know why I'm just kind of filling there, Tyler. No need to get too cute. Go ahead and use Dallas Goddard over Eric Ebron. All right, again, you can always check us out on Twitch, ESPN 1000 Chicago. All right, back to the phones. We will try Mike. The regular, my Mike. What's up, Mike and Mike Mount Prospect? Yeah, God, God bless you. You're a good man. You know that seriously. Oh. You know when you, I'm listening to you. You're talking about uh, uh, Mark Andrews having the COVID, and my backup is Font, and I've got Mark Andrews, and I'm thinking, what the heck? This mm. is terrible. But that man's got type uh, yeah. A, type one diabetes. We got to pray for him. Not worried about fantasy football. This is crazy stuff going on, man. No, you're you're really you're, you're right, Mike. You know, try and keep it in perspective. We're dealing with real yep. life issues here, not just Absolutely. you know. It, it, it does suck, you know, and it's a yep. hobby. And I I think a lot of people. The one thing about fantasy football is that it's a hobby that has kind of helped people, you know, get their minds right because it is. It's been you know you know right. to uh, to a quote that was. A Show. It has been all year long a bleep yeah. show, and we're yeah. just dealing with it the best we can. So it does suck to hear things like that. And so, yeah, you're right. Prayers for uh, Mark Andrews. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Anyways, I got a quick uh, PPR. Mm-hmm. Uh, fortunately, I had three guys give me 95 points on Thanksgiving. I'm very thankful. Nah, you've got guys. that. You've got that Antonio Gibson glow to you, yeah, Mike. Gibson, Watson, and Duke Johnson. I'm oh, that's beautiful. But anyways, I've got Kirk. Uh, uh, as my flex against New England at New England. Mm-hmm. Uh, my opponent's got Murray throwing to him, so that's a, a plus there. Mm-hmm. But I also, I, on my bench, uh, I have uh, Naheem Hines uh, at home against Tennessee, not the greatest against uh, the run. Yes. And uh, with Jonathan Taylor being out with COVID, like so many others, yeah. I, I'm leaning towards him myself, but your call. No, I'm with, I'm with you, Mike, there. I, I understand Kirk trying to be the guy to maybe offset some of those Kyler Murray points, but no, and yeah, in PPR, I really like Naheem Hines as well. Uh, you you laid it out perfectly. Jonathan Taylor is uh, is on COVID, uh, the COVID list, which means that there's going to be an increased workload for Naheem Hines and a very, very good matchup against the Tennessee Titans at home. Everything kind yeah. of setting up well, and Philip Rivers, who was listed as questionable, is going, he uh, had a good practice on Friday from Frank Reich, so he's back under center. So I think, Mike, that's uh, I think that's uh, a good, I'd go with Naheem Hines. I like the upside there. You could very easily, you never know with Christian Kirk, it's, it, you know, a nuke could be the guy who gets, you know, all the targets from from in a game game in and game out basis. You never quite know how that Cardinals offense is going to run, and uh, Murray's always got the potential to pull it down and run it into the end zone as well. So, even though I like the thought process, it'd be, you know, Kirk sometimes there's weeks you know Andy Isabella could be in the mix so uh, I, I would certainly go with Naheem Hines I like the increased workload for him this week thanks as always for the call Mike do appreciate it let's try Ron who's in Schaumburg Ron you're on the fantasy football show hey Jeff how you doing today pretty good 
Okay, I got a um, standard league. I have uh, five. I need three, and I'm probably going to have to drop uh, one of them because I have Pittsburgh's defense, and they've been awesome. I sure. hate to give up Pittsburgh's defense, and but you I don't know what? Be real quick, Ron, I, I'm glad, you, Ron. I, I'm real quick. I'm going to stop because I do want to make a note for all the listeners out there. That's a great point. I think that's actually getting ahead of it. Yeah, that's you have the Pittsburgh defense. You don't want to lose the Pittsburgh defense. They're you know the top scoring or second scoring defense in most defensive format uh, fantasy formats. So I think you're 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 on to it, Ron. Great advice. If you have the Pittsburgh Steelers or maybe even the Ravens defense, who's been pretty good since you know themselves. Um, yeah, get ahead of it. Look at a defense and and try and grab one off the wire and find out who's expendable on your roster. Don't drop the, you know those two defenses, which are both you know amongst the best in fantasy football. Okay, go ahead, Ron. Continue. Okay, I also have Kittle. I've been kind of holding him for the playoffs, so I just might dump him. But I don't know. What do you think about uh, so, dumping well, him? Or who who else do you have as your? Let's let's get your question okay, and, yeah, and then I'll we'll hit out. I'll give you the five that I have. I got the Cooper Cup, mm-hmm. Justin uh, Jefferson, Michael Pittman. Curtis Samuel and Antonio Brown. Okay, so so yeah, I think I I think I probably would dump George Kittle because look, there's been enough uh, uh, there's been enough discussion that George Kittle, you know, is is there's a likelihood he's done for the year anyway, Ron. And I don't want to give up any of those wide receivers just on a hunch that Kittle might come back. And again, the way the 49ers are trending, I, I don't think they're going to push him to get out there. They'd probably rather, rather him just be completely healthy. So I would go ahead and cut ties with George Kittle to, to make room for a defense on your roster. And then of starting those three, three of those five, I definitely want Justin Jefferson locked into the lineup. I want to put Cooper Cup in as well. And then I'm leaning, you know, week in and week out, I've talked about it. Antonio Brown, I think there's going to be a week. We're just waiting on the touchdown at this point. You know, I I know it's been spread amongst Evans, Godwin, and Antonio Brown. But I think think Antonio Brown's showing you that he's becoming more and more involved. And Tom Brady clearly likes throwing to him. He just needs the touchdown now. Certainly that seems to be Mike Evans' forte where he tries to find him or Gronk. Those are the guys who are bigger red zone threats. But I think I think sooner or later, A.B. is going to break one off for a touchdown. And I like him over Pittman and Samuel just because of uh, the offense that they're running. And they're, I do think they're going to need to put up points against the Chiefs this week, Ron. And I think that's going to be a bit of a shootout. So I would use A.B. over Pittman and Samuel as your final choice. Okay, well, thank you. And you have a good uh, rest of the holiday. Uh, you do the same, Ron. Thanks for bringing up the point about the defense as well. Sometimes uh, little things that... Uh, you know, the callers bring up, which are more informative to the listeners than anything I can think of. So we'll continue to do that. Let's see if any of the callers out there have some more great points that we can uh, mine for you, the listener out there. We'll do that next. The Fantasy Football Show is back with a guru of fantasy football, Jeff Meller. He's listed as questionable. Questionable. What does that mean? No one knows what that means. Dial us up at 312-332-ESPN. I mean, they know if they're playing. They know. They should tell us. That's 312-332-3776. This is The Fantasy Football Show on Chicago's home for sports, ESPN 1000. I mentioned uh, before we broke last time that Kendall Hinton actually is wide receiver eligible in CBS formats. I would still shy away from Kendall Hinton unless you're in deep, deep leagues. And if you are, chances are he was already snagged. But so if you're in deep, I'm talking like it's got to be above 12 teams. I don't really feel comfortable using 
especially if you're in a PPR scoring format, let's just say that. I think it actually, the wide receiver, you know, position eligibility actually hurts Hinton a little bit in PPR scoring because he's not going to have any catches. And chances are your alternatives on the bench will be able to rack up some catches. And I don't expect a whole lot of throwing from Hinton. Again, this is not the same as Taysom Hill where you knew that Sean Payton was going to design a dynamic offense around him. Kendall Hinton is just going to try and, you know, uh, get the Broncos through this game basically in survival mode, and they're going to try and be they're going to try and run out the clock as quickly as possible against the Saints. So Kendall Hinton again um, with him under center. I'm trying to avoid all Broncos if at all possible. Let's go to Adam, who's in Oswego. Adam, you're on the Fantasy Football Show with Jeff Meller. What's up, Adam? Adam, yes, I'm here. What's up? What do you got, bud? Uh, well, I, can't, I called in with a receiver question, but now with Andrews out, I think I'm going to go with a tight end question. Okay. Um, I need to pick one of these three up: Gasecki, Rudolph, or Hurst. Hurst to replace uh, replace them. Sure. So, um, yeah, I, I would Hayden Hurst. I'm taking off the board just because he's uh, he's uh, himself questionable. Although he's expected to play today, but without you know without Todd Gurley in the lineup and Julio also. Um, not likely to play. I, I really don't want to uh, get involved in Hayden Hurst. And it was Gusecki. And who was the other uh, option? I have Rudolph, but the, Rudolph. you know, I was also thinking Hollister too. Yeah, I, I understand. You know, you know, without Greg Olson, maybe Jacob Hollister sees an increased role. But I, I'm not going to bet on that right now. I think I personally would use Gusecki, uh, especially with what looks like um, Ryan Fitzpatrick under center. Adam, uh, with, with Tua doubtful. Now, it hasn't been officially uh, ruled Ryan Fitzpatrick as the starter, but it looks like it's trending in that direction. So I'd go ahead and use Mike Gusecki, who is really more of a slot receiver than anything else. He, Even though he's listed as a tight end, he really doesn't line up as a tight end. So when he's out there, he's got, uh, you know, he's running routes quite frequently. And with Ryan Fitzpatrick, I think that actually plays in Gusecki's favor, believe it or not. Let's try Tony, who's in Shorewood. Hey, Tony, what's up? Hey, Jeff, how are you doing today? Pretty good, man. So I've got uh, half-point PPR. Uh, I called in with um, Christian Kirk or Michael Pittman. Mm-hmm. But I also have Mike Williams on the bench. I just need one of those. Yeah, I, I've look, I, I like what uh, Pittman has showed us the last couple of weeks. I think, you know, he's kind of taking over as their most explosive wide receiver. We've arrived at the point where we know that T.Y. Hilton isn't the player he was in years past. And so I, I like Michael Pittman's run after the catchability. I think they're going to, I think we're going to see more and more of him down the stretch here. And uh, especially I think the half point PPR, you know, plays in his favor a little bit over Mike Williams. I do like Mike Williams's you know, explosive ability. Uh, but that that actually does make the difference. The you know the half point PPR. I think Pittman sees more volume than Mike Williams, so I would use him over uh, Mike Williams and, and Pittman over Kirk anyway. So, all right, all right. What? Good luck to you, Tony. Thanks for the call. Let's try Steve, who's in Round Lake. Steve, you're on the Fantasy Football Show. Hey Jeff, how's it going? Good man. How you doing? Good. Hey, I actually hit you up on Twitter on Thanksgiving. I had uh, Antonio Gibson and, and Eckler, and you uh, told me to go with uh, Gibson, so I appreciate that. I'm off to a good start. Nice. Love it. So, yeah, but now I got uh, – it sounds like Thielen's going to be out, so my flex question now I need uh, Eckler, which you had told me that you were kind of worried about the hamstring, but it sounds like he's going to go, mm-hmm. or I can go with uh, Devontae Parker. Yeah, so I, I do remember, Steve, uh, on Twitter, you know, kind of going back and forth and mentioning my, my reluctance. I will say this, though. Devontae Parker, you know, is different than Antonio Gibson. I think 
Eckler in the PPR scoring format, especially, you know, uh, versus Parker, I think Eckler, even if he's limited usage, again, I always it's it's it always depends on what options you're throwing at me. And for this situation, I think I'm I would feel comfortable using Austin Eckler over Devontae Parker. I think the floor is safer. I think you're looking at four to five dump offs minimum to Eckler. And again, you know, without Kalen Bellage, I think there's certainly a possibility that um, he sees, you know, I think 15 to 17 touches is in is in is in play, Steve. Again, as I mentioned on Twitter, though, hamstring issues always concern me a little bit. But the bigger issue was, too, because you had such a a strong alternative in Antonio Gibson that there was no way I wanted to use, you know, Eckler over Gibson this week. But, you know, when it's Eckler-Parker, then different story completely because I think Eckler catches is more likely to catch more balls than Parker is. So pretty easy for me there. I go Eckler. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I appreciate it. No problem, Steve. Glad uh, we were able to uh, give you good advice on Thanksgiving with Antonio Gibson. Let's try Andy, who's in Lake in the Hills. Hey, Andy, what's up? Hey, how are we doing today? Good, man. Good. I have full point PPR. I have two flex positions. I need two people. Okay. Pittman Jr., Montgomery, Jalen Rager, Giovanni Bernard, and I guess I have Debo Samuel, too, but... Hmm. All right. So Pittman, uh, same you know, same uh, reasoning that I gave earlier. I, I definitely use him. And then you said uh, Rager and um, I'm sorry, you gave me a lot of names there. And you fire at me one more time. Rager, Bernard, or Debo. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna as long as he's active. And again, I think he's going to be. I would use Bernard if for some reason. Bernard is not. I guess I would probably go with Debo. I want to see, you know, what the Eagles have in store with their quarterback situation if I can avoid it. And and even Rager, even though he's been a little more involved, he still hasn't been, you know, the focal point of their offense by any means. So I would go ahead and uh, use Debo if Bernard is out. Let's try Scott in Milwaukee. Hey, Scott. Jeff, how are you? Good, man. How you doing? Good, thank you. Good. This is a pretty straightforward one, but I think I know you're going to say just because Melvin Gordon's part of it, but it's just a non-PPR, uh, him or Gio Bernard. And I guess I'd probably throw Brian Hill in there too. One yeah. of those three. Yeah, I'd stay away from Hill. I just, even though the the Raiders matchup looks enticing, I just don't trust him the way, uh, yeah. you know, to be involved the way Gurley would be. Uh, you know, and, and same thing I've been talking about. I think you know where I'm leaning, Scott. I, I'd go, as long as Bernard's active, I would use him. Giants defense is better, but not, you know, hasn't been great this year. I'm just scared with Hinton under center. It's going to be, okay, all the Saints need to do is focus on stopping the run, and that's obviously not going to help Melvin Gordon in any way, shape, or form. So I would use Bernard, yeah. Scott, as long as he's could active. I throw, could I throw one quickly, more by you? Quickly, quickly, quickly. Yeah, uh, Lockett or Robert Woods. Not uh, PPR. Okay, so I would go ahead and use Lockett. I always want a part of the Seahawks uh, passing game, if at all possible. So I'd use Lockett over Woods. It's it's a close call, though. All right, that does it for me. I'm back tonight after the Bears game with Howard Griffith for two hours. Make sure you're locked and loaded. Hit me up on Twitter at Jeff underscore Meller for any more questions before game time. Thanks for listening.